Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hour number three. Jones and Mego with Arcam. We're here till six on a Tuesday. Phone call 617-779-7937. Talk some Bruins, talk some Red Sox, talk some Celtics. Time to talk some football here. The window to apply the franchise tag throughout the NFL has opened today. And all the different tag numbers are out there if you want to access them. All the names that are likely to get tagged are out there as well. Like, for instance, Adam Schefter earlier today. NFL teams can designate their franchise or transition players starting today. Franchise tag candidates include Lamar Jackson, who we'll get to, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Geno Smith, Tony Pollard, Dalton Schultz, Orlando Brown Jr., Jesse Bates, Deron Payne, Josh Jacobs, blah, 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 blah. No Patriots anywhere on the list, Mego. And you read the beat writers around here, you listen to the people who cover the team, I mean, hell, We've been spitballing all sorts of things this offseason. We're not talking about using the franchise tag on anybody on this roster. Is that an indication about where the roster is? Like, Jacoby Myers is one of the more highly sought-after free agents in, in free agency, we think, at wide receiver. He's one of the guys who's going to be at the top of the list. But nobody's like, franchise him, you got to franchise him, you can't lose him. Doesn't that say a lot about their roster? It says so much about the level of talent that they have. And it's not that the talent is bad overall like that's what I always harp on is it's not me sitting here and saying that the players aren't talented it's just flat it's flat talent especially on the offense so you look around and some of the really I think exciting talent on the team is just on the much younger end somebody like Ramondre Stevenson who you don't even have to think about this with yet and hopefully you'll get to a point where you have to think about it and that'd be a good position to be in. Or with Mac Jones, maybe you get there and that's a kind of a different conversation. But overall, like in traditionally the way that you look at these other teams, the way that you've looked at past rosters, there isn't some kind of elite, highly desired talent that you're like, well, we got to tag this guy and then we'll figure it out next year. It's not the kind of conversation that we had even a couple of years ago, post Brady era with JC Jackson, where you'd say, well, are they going to tag JC Jackson? Is that a luxury item? Are they going to let him walk? And, you know, there turned out to be an in- injury right. component and there, that, but that wasn't the conversation at the time. No, and that, that to me is a good point. They don't even have to use it. There's just no discussion about them mm-hmm. using it. It's like it's, 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 it's not even a, in the equation for them. It's not even a question whether or not they'd use it because who the heck would they use it on? And they don't have to use it every year. No one's saying use it every year. There are years where I would have used it and they didn't, and maybe I would have been right. There are years like the J.C. Jackson year where I probably would have been wrong. So I'm not even saying they have to use it this year. Just the fact that there's no discussion about who they're going to franchise or they don't have a candidate to franchise that does say a lot about their roster, right? And Arkin? if you really quick, though, if you also look at the other teams that are in a similar boat, it tells you a lot about where you are yes. in terms of the talent on your roster. Again, not saying that it's bad talent, but it's flat talent. It's not exciting. It's not elite. 
It's not something that other teams are drooling over trying to get their hands right. on. The Chiefs have their candidate. Dallas has a couple of candidates. Like, you know, look at the top guys the for in the league. It's usually a talented roster, and the Patriots aren't part of that discussion. I think the Patriots do have a candidate. Oh. I think Jonathan Jones is a candidate for this, uh. and I'm surprised that he's not being talked about that way. He's a free agent corner. There's not a ton of them this year. I want him to get Jamel Dean. I'd corner, rather they go in a different direction. Corner is 18.1 a year. 18.1 for Jones. I mean, listen, if you can't get Dean or you can't get one of the other high-priced guys, that's not a bad price for Jones, I don't think. I really don't. I would, I would for not For one pay year, that. you also don't have uh, great backups there either. You don't know what these rookies are. They're not going to be rookies next year. But one of them got suspended, and the other one might be, you know, better off on offense than he is uh, in the secondary. And Jalen Mills, I don't know. I mean, I think that Jonathan Jones really still has some value and is a guy that absolutely could be a franchise candidate. I don't know that the Patriots should use that $33 million, use that much of it on him, but I also sort of look around. Who else are they going to use it on? It's not like there's a bunch of great free well, agents at the needs that they have. Oh, you mean what other free agents are they going right. to use it on? I see. Yeah, I just, I'm not. I don't think Jonathan Jones is is as good as even J.C. Jackson was or Malcolm Butler before him. Like Those are guys who I, I thought the team probably should have used the franchise tag on. It turns out they shouldn't have on either one. I I don't even think he's as good as those two. So I, I personally wouldn't go there. I thought you were going to say Jacoby Myers. I think that's the closest one that has least been mentioned. I'm not giving Jacoby Myers 19.7 a year. And normally I don't, I, and I know it's just for one year, normally I don't care all that much about the cap. I don't. But that's that's full mo- that's guaranteed money. That's right. not just a figure on your cap. That's real money. You're pay- you're going to pay Jacoby Myers nineteen million a year? No. You're going to pay Jonathan Jones eighteen million? No. And if you are, I think that's a mistake. So you guys can jump in six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. Is that an issue or a reflection of where the Patriots are at with their roster? They don't even have a candidate worth franchising. Never mind candidates in free agency that other teams are looking to pluck away. Again, 617-779-7937. Then we get to the most prominent player, I think, anyway, when it comes to the franchise tag. He was the first one that Schefter mentioned in his tweet. That's Lamar Jackson with the Baltimore Ravens. And I was reading Mike Florio yesterday or at some point over the weekend, and basically what Lamar wants is a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson got from Cleveland. He wants it to be fully guaranteed. And if it's not... He doesn't really want to play ball with with the Ravens. And furthermore, the Ravens have a choice. They can apply the exclusive franchise tag or the non-exclusive. It's, if it's exclusive, you can't trade for him. If it's non-exclusive, that may be an indication to the rest of the league that the Ravens want to trade him for multiple picks, whatever that would be. And they don't have to apply the tag to do this. You could trade for him today if you wanted to. Can we go on the Wayback Machine? Can I, can I hear Bill Belichick from last September on Lamar Jackson, who may or may not presently be available. What do you, what do you remember about him during that pre-draft process? Good. Yeah, it's good. It's a good, great visit. Spent a lot of time with him. Um, yeah, really interesting guy. You've seen him uh, grow in the league. Obviously, he came in uh, questions about whether he can handle being in the pocket and things as if he's answered some of these questions. Without a doubt. It's the type of player that's a, you know MVP type of candidate. So... I think he's more than answered him. But it was see what his contract is. That'll answer him. <laughs> okay. So that's the key line. And and Bill didn't say he wanted to pay him or I want to. I mean, he said he's an MVP candidate and said, look at the contract he's going to get. That'll answer whether or not Lamar Jackson has shut up the doubters or shut up the doubters. And in fairness, this is when Lamar was rolling early in the year. He had a great game against the Pats. Lamar got hurt and his play had tailed off prior to that. So I, I don't know if Bill still feels the same way. 
But in September, he called him an MVP candidate, said, look at the contract. That'll tell you if he's that kind of quarterback. Without a doubt. I mean, are we sleeping on the Patriots being in on Lamar Jackson? Is that a possibility? He's available. Shouldn't Bill go get him if he's that kind of quarterback and you can go get him and Bill believes in him? That's really interesting guy. Shouldn't, <laughs> shouldn't Bill be thinking about going to get him? Or do you think it was just bluster at the podium talking up an opponent? He always does that. I, he doesn't, he doesn't I, though. He doesn't always say that last thing about the contract. Okay, my big takeaway when this happened was when you describe someone as interesting. That's really interesting guy. How often is that a compliment? Not, not often. I know this that's is a, fair, a little bit a of a detour. Point. No, no, no. The fair but when point. you have a conversation, like, okay, somebody walked in the room right now. We were off air, yep. and we had a conversation with them, and they walked out of the room, and I looked at you and went, "That was interesting." Yeah, or boy, how's it how's it working with Jones? Oh, he's interesting. <laughs> he's, a, he's an interesting guy. That's exactly. not. That would not be a compliment. It's not, it's not really complimentary. Yeah, fair he's point. an interesting guy. Fair point. We had a visit with him. He's interesting. Um, I, I'm not going to say that the, that Bill is so married to pocket passers that he wouldn't uh, flirt with Lamar Jackson. I just don't think the price is right right now. And also, you look at the way that I think Bill felt about Mac Jones taking four games off with an injury last year. The Lamar's only downside is the injury. Oh, he's, he's been, become a he's been really, banged up for sure. He's become a really good thrower. So it's not like he's just a runner. He's he I think he's a a real dual threat. But the injury thing I think is too scary for Bill for the way that he likes to depend on a quarterback after he had twenty years of Brady. Arkan, what do you think? Yeah, I think that for Lamar Jackson to not be in the conversation with not just the Patriots, but all these other teams that have unsettled quarterback. You know what I mean? Like the Saints and the Texans, all these other teams. Quarterback purgatory. Exactly. Quarterback purgatory. You don't hear Jackson's name come up with those teams, which I find interesting because you think they would be the ones that would really be actively, intensely, even leaking to the media, yeah, we're trying to get Lamar. We want, you know, this is something that we're interested in and we're we're going after this guy. And you don't hear anything about that. And I just sort of wonder why why that is. It's The Jackson thing is very interesting to me because, you know, for a guy who's uh, racked up all he has in the five seasons that he's played, there's really sort of like a, a split on him, you know, just with fans and I think with NFL teams too. I think that there's a lot of teams out there that just for one reason or another are just way too hesitant and don't want to commit to him. And I, I don't I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of another player that this happened with that had this kind of talent, but it's not that many. I feel like Jackson's pretty unique. So he's missed four ga- I'm sorry, five games each of the last two years, 17-game schedule now. He's only yep. played 12 each of the last two years. He was pretty healthy the three years prior to that. Uh, and the injury concerns are real. They are real. Would you give up multiple picks to go get Lamar Jackson? Let's say the Ravens don't put the exclusive franchise tag on him. I'm not asking, do you think Bill would do it? Would you do it, man? Without a doubt. Bill would. Bill, Bill already confirmed. Bill Without would. A doubt. He's ready to, ready to pay him, give him a big fat contract. Bill loves him, thinks he's an MVP candidate. If he's an MVP candidate, they should be giving up multiple picks. I, I would do it. I would. But I don't love the quarterback situation here. Would you? I would, but I would need a good backup, like a solid backup. Back. There's a that's a good backup. <laughs> that's a good backup. Bailey Zappi's a great backup. Bailey Zappi, who we're going to get to, is a great backup, and maybe you can mitigate some of the cost for Lamar Jackson by flipping Mac Jones in a side deal. Hey, you're not getting the first round pick. We don't think we established that last week, but maybe you're getting back some of your draft capital. Bill hates first round picks anyway, so maybe you're getting some seconds or some thirds back or something else that you know, at least gives you some swings in some of those drafts. Meg a yes. Arkan, you a yes on I'm multiple a yes. picks. I'm a yes on Jackson, definitely. 
Okay. He's such a special talent. So is that why is that why there's no buzz? Are we answering our, are we is, are we answering our own question on why there's no real buzz? Because the Ravens would just be idiots to let him yeah, go. Yeah, I, mean, not I let think him go. that is a huge part of what it is. Is that there's not a buzz around him because I think the Ravens are loud and clear that they want to hold on to him and they're going to do what they need to do now. Well, they I don't, don't know put how the, long if they don't put the take. exclusive tag on him, maybe not. And yeah, they we'll haven't see. and they haven't paid him yet, so maybe not. Maybe there is a window there. Why did they let Greg Roman walk out the door then? I mean, if Greg Roman was the guy that Who was the they... architect of this whole offense that was supposed to enhance the it's talents of Mark Jackson, they just let the guy that could probably get you to a deep point in the playoffs walk out the door and go to another team. Well, That's why I'm, I'm skeptical on Baltimore being so married to Lamar there's a Jackson. New off- it's Todd Munkin, right? They I ended up so. hiring him from, from Georgia. It's not Greg Roman is my point. So, right. I mean, you could look at it and say, well, they're committed to fixing Lamar Jackson. That's why there's a new offensive coordinator. Or they're changing their offense. Maybe there's a new coach. I think, I think Baltimore has a number, and they've known that number for a long time, and I think Lamar has a totally different number. I, I, don't, I do not see it working out with these two teams. Okay, so this is rare. We're a clean sweep on trading multiple first-round picks for Lamar Jackson. Mego Jones are clean sweep. He's a top ten quarterback. Okay, I mean, look, I I agree. And a real top ten quarterback, not the BS that you were talking about. Back Derek end the, Carr. Back end of the top ten with Derek Carr, sure. So that's a clean sweep across the board. Top that does fifteen. That does not happen often. What do you guys think? Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. That moves we're moving on from our precious Mac Jones. And speaking of Mac, maybe he's got more in house competition than we realized. I've tried to beat this drum. People don't want to listen. Maybe you'll listen to Tom Curran. Let's get to that with all your phone calls. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're right back to it. Jones and Mego on WEEI. WEEI. I look a little further down the roster, and I look at Bailey Zappi. He's under contact track through 2025. His cap hits are all lower than $1.3 million. In 2025, the Patriots could have a reasonable facsimile of Mac Jones, depending upon how Bailey Zappi forms, at $1.3 million. 1.3 or 45. Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. Imagine the stuff you can buy with $44 million worth of cap space. So I was minding my own business. I'm so mad at Tommy. Listening to the Patriots Talk podcast, Tom Curran and Phil Perry. Why are you mad? Do this to us. What are you mad about? I had to talk Bailey Zappi all fall. Talk Bailey Zappi for like eight weeks. 
finally got the people off the Bailey Zappi. It was uh, like we had to go to Bailey Zappi rehab. I'm not on it. Get that guy coming in and replace him. Yeah, because Mac Jones really killed it after that. So we all, uh, <laughs> you know, we all decided to get off the Bailey Zappi train. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm not necessarily off of it. But it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't going in every week going, who's starting? Like, I was trying to keep that going for a while. But that was uh, Tommy Curran. You can snicker all you want. He I'm says, not. I'm snorting at you. He says, eh, you know, Mac's about to get expensive. Look at some of these contracts coming up. We really haven't discussed this We're all that much. We're talking fifth-year option. Okay, but look at, look at some of the contracts coming up because they're all going to be instructive for Mac Jones. Daniel Jones. Yeah, and we have talked about that one. It's Jones and Mego and Arkham. We're here till 6 with all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. We were just talking Lamar Jackson. That contract is going to impact Mac Jones. The Kyler Murray-Deshaun Watson contracts are going to impact Mac Jones. Assuming he's any good, Daniel Jones will. Jalen Hurts, I love the idea. I love the idea that Jalen Hurts goes to a Super Bowl, and there are people out there, probably some of them, Patriots fans, going, I don't know if I'd give that guy the money. They're dummies. I think so, too. Like, like the Eagles would be idiots for not paying him. So I just love the idea that there's a world where people are like, yeah, you can't pay Jalen Hurts, but you got to pay Mac Jones. And I'm not saying that's all the same Venn diagram, but that just amuses me in my head. Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Tua, if he gets a deal. Like, all of these are going to impact Mac Jones. It's not happening in a vacuum. And so what Curran's saying, and, and he and Phil had more of a back and forth, and it was fleshed out more, and that's just a 30-second clip or whatever it was. But what he's saying is, well, Mac Jones' number now is cheap, but it's about to go up, even if they get a deal. Even if he's so-so and they get a deal on his contract, that number's about to spike. And would the Patriots, Bill Belichick, look at it and go, well, Zappy and Mac aren't all that different, and Zappy makes a fraction of what Mac is about to make, so I might as well get something for Mac and put in Zappy. We won't drop off all that much. We'll save money. We'll spend it elsewhere. We'll get draft picks in return. That's how Bell looks at it, is it not? It's a very Bell-like calculation. It really is. It really is based on the Mac that you saw last season, which I think is much closer to Bailey Zappi. Now, I think the Mac that you saw in his rookie year, and hopefully what they're banking on, the Mac that you'll see in his third year, is going to be have more separation in skill level and everything else from Bailey Zappi. But it's possible that they get to a point where it's an equation of, okay, are you going to, a calculation of, are you going to go for the fifth year option with Mac because you're still not sure? You don't want to give him the long term contract. Well, the fifth year option is going to be what, around $30 million mm-hmm. for the year? I think more, yeah. Which is, let's, let's say safely, $30 million, yep. which is a bargain for a quarterback when you talk about all those other names that you just named per year. That would be a hometown discount for any of those guys, right? Yes. But for Mac Jones, looking at what you had last season and a very small sample size of the year before, you probably look at that and you go, ooh, $30 million for a guy that last year didn't have that much separation from Bailey Zappi, who has a much smaller sample size, but still from what you saw. So I can understand how you could spin it, that Bill would look at that calculation and say, well, I get, as, as Tom says in that clip, I could free up $44 million of cap space, surround Bailey Zappi with the most incredible weapons in the league, and when that way, I just think that when you look at what they're putting around Mac this season, this third year, it the the hope is that they're not going to get to that point because they're going to be able to either cut cut loose with Mac this year because he's not the guy after this year, I should yep. say, because he's not the guy, or they're going to see 
they're going to put the structure around him that they now know that he needs, that they probably should have known last year that he needs, and they'll say, okay, he is our guy. You know, let's make this work. Let's figure this out in the fourth year. I do wonder if this is going to be one of those seasons where, you know, Mac Jones is on a leash, but he doesn't know it. You know, like whatever happens here is the thing. If you don't get off, you don't hit the ground running with Bill O'Brien. Interesting. If you have a couple of bad games, you may not know it. You may not think so, but we're going to be calculating that and looking at that and thinking, all right, if we cut and run now and go with Zappy and move on from Mac, then, you know, we can have that exact same sort of flexibility. That sort of thing can really work. Because that's kind of the idea, right? That Bill O'Brien's here. Him and Mac Jones have to be good right away. Otherwise, Mac's not the guy. That's what everyone's saying, basically, right? You get to week eight. You get to the trade deadline. I'm not saying it's not like necessarily six you, games Megan, in. Like, I, I think it's this season you, is absolutely make or break fine. for Mac. But you agree if Mac gets off to a slow start, we are going to hear that, right? Whether it's whether it's reality, hear it from whether callers. it's reality or fiction within the team. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's that's where you're going to hear some of that external pressure, which he'll be get Mac will be getting booed again at Gillette. Like that's not completely irrelevant. If the fans feel a certain way, regardless of how the team feels. That is going to put some external pressure well, on things. You open the door for fans to boo someone, the door stays open for a long time, okay? The boos are going to be there. Like, oh, this is the guy that we boo when we're mad at him. I'm drunk. Boo! I'm just saying, I, I don't. I think if Mac gets off to a slow start, I wouldn't encourage him to get off to a slow start. Let me put it to you like that, because yep. it's not going to go well for you. It might not go all that different from last year. Don't get year. off to a slow start, man. Yeah, you, be- <laughs> you better hit the ground running. And if you don't, maybe, maybe his leash is shorter than we give it credit for. So he- I... Oh, sorry, go. Sorry, no, I was just going to say the only pushback that I would have against that calculation is that I, I don't know if it's in that exact clip, but I know in the context it was, hey, you get to the fifth year option if they're giving that long of a leash to trying to figure out what Mac is, and they still think that there's not very much separation between him and Bailey Zappi. And you're basically calculating are you, is Mac 40 times the quarterback what Bailey Zappi is? But that's not really how the market works no, with quarterbacks. And here, here's the thing. I do think it's a small gap. Like, I don't think there's much of a gap at all. And and I think there are things that Zappi does better than Mac. I'm not saying he's a better quarterback unquestionably, but I think they're close, and I think there are things that Zappi does, like he's coachable, that are better. And I think he throws better on the run and all these things that we've talked about before. And so to me, yeah, that's exactly how I'd look at it. Now, I don't want to just paint one thing because, as, as Mego just said, you know, there was more to the back and forth between Tom and Phil and I guess Curran was on with Gresham Fourier today. I, I missed this, and I've not heard this clip yet. But Ryan flagged it, and I want to hear how he talks about the idea of trading Mac Jones because they don't necessarily have to trade Mac in what Curran just said in that clip on his podcast. But I guess he was asked directly, would they trade Mac this offseason, which I have not dismissed, and I think could have some merit. Here's Tom Curran. We did a little segment earlier about, uh, you know, a, a report from Albert Breer talking about how the Pats would consider dealing Mac uh, if uh, if they didn't like because they didn't like the way he handled last season. What is that relationship like? And do you think that Bill has a problem with Mac and the way he handled himself last year? I haven't yet seen the report specifically, so I'd have to read the wording of it. I don't. Well, how do you think? Th- what do you think the relationship real- is like? I think the relationship is probably strained to an extent of, yeah, we screwed up. Yeah, we've made moves to fix the offense. But, no, we didn't appreciate the way you began to show up the coaches and the people who I put into positions of power. But by the same token, I think they'd have to walk over the owner's dead body to trade Mac Jones. They truly do. Mm-hmm. They, well, well, the reason Mac Jones regressed last year had everything to do with the coaching staff decisions, which were harebrained to begin with. 
So any misgivings about how Max Jones looked at the sidelines, he held it in until December. He didn't flip out until the Bills game. Pretty good job by him, if you ask me. Okay, so look, I don't, I don't. Tremendous agree. restraint. Yeah, I don't agree with that last part, but whatever. You'd have to step over the owner's dead body to trade Mac Jones. Isn't that kind of an indication that Bill would do it? I was going to say. Like, isn't Tom kind of saying Bill might do it? Be a little delicate with our wording Well, here, and, and sure. Considering but, Bobby Kraft. But isn't, but isn't, isn't that Tom just basically saying, well, yeah, maybe Bill would do it. It's the owner that would step in. Like, he's kind of acknowledging that Belichick oh, would do it. good. Well, that's nice. Right? It's very interesting. It's very interesting. And I hadn't heard that till just now, but no. I, but that that sounds to me like oh, Bill would do it. Oh, I think that is so telling. First of all, I don't think it's a secret that Bill would do it. I don't think it's a secret that Bill and Max's relationship was strained at the end of the year and is in a process of repair. What's yeah, more right. interesting to me... If your coach and the guy who's in charge of the roster wants to trade the starting quarterback, that's, that's interesting. Well, Jones, what's more interesting to me is that Robert Kraft seems like he's in a position where he would step in, according to that from the Tom Curran. The same Robert Kraft who basically confirmed to Fox Business that he wanted to see if Tom Brady would come back okay, to Okay, for Tom Pro? Brady, yeah, that's, right. that's his first son. Sorry, Jonathan. Okay. But uh, so not just for very, anybody. For Brady, he might, but for anybody else, he's not going to do You don't think it. it's interesting that in that he says that it would... It would have to be over my dead body from Robert Kraft to trade Mac. No, I do. I just think that. I'm not going to say meddling, but that about, seems to have a heavy hand. No, it does. But that's that's just supposed to make it sound like, or it does make it sound like. Well, the Patriots wouldn't trade him in any scenario. Well, maybe the organization wouldn't. The coach might. Right. And that that's but that to me is newsy. Like that's further even in the, separation between Robert Kraft and yes. Bill Belichick. Even, even just the even just the difference of opinion on the starting yeah. quarterback. That's big. Yes. That that Bill saying, hey, he can play in the league. You know, I believe Mac Jones has the stuff to be a quarterback in this league. And then Robert Kraft, according to Tom Curran, is, hey, it's over my, you know, over my dead body. I have to walk over the owner's dead body to trade Mac Jones. Now, how much of that do you think has to do with Kraft seeing something in Mac? And how much of it do you think has to do with Kraft being frustrated and pissed off at the way that Bill handled the coaching staff this year, which then in turn led, I I think, in large part to Max regression. Probably more the second thing than the first, right? Probably more, Robert's like, wait, you ruined the kid and now you want to trade him? It's probably more that. Because I didn't see all that much in his rookie year that made me think, oh my God, they have the next guy. He was fine. But I didn't look at it and go, they have the next guy for 10 years. I looked at it and said, he's fine. And so it's probably more the second thing. In my opinion, it's more the second thing. Bill, you just screwed the quarterback up. You just messed him up and wasted a year while he was cheap of him getting better. So, no, it's not going to be your call on turning around and trading him away because he was mean to some of your buddies. So this is basically he Kraft is saying, like, hey, you crashed the car. You got to wait. The car's got to go to the shop now. You don't get a new car. Right. You know? You're yes. taking the bus, stupid. Right. We're not We're not totaling the car. You don't just get a brand new car. You're taking the bus while we wait to fix up the car. It yes, was fair. horrible. 617-779. <laughs> 7937. There's also this lingering from last week, and I think it, it segues nicely into what we were just talking about there, Ryan. Jeff Howe was on. Jeff Howe of The Athletic. Yeah, uh, well, yes. He's on uh, Chris Price's podcast, The uh, Patriot Report, I think is what it's called. And he was asked about Patricia and Judge in their roles and what they're going to be this year. And I just, I find it interesting that Bill's buddies are still here in any capacity. What does it mean for Mac? Ask yourself that question while you listen to Jeff Howe. What happens to Matt, Patricia, and Joe Judge moving forward? Uh, Judge is back, and uh, I think they're still trying to figure out what his role is going to be. Uh, I mean, I honestly, I, I would put it in all three phases as a potential mm-hmm. possibility. I mean, offense, defense, special teams. 
I think they need a huge boost on special teams. Uh, last two years have been substandard. Certainly not what they expect to get. I mean, that cost them games uh, last season. Uh, with Patricia, he's still trying to figure it out, um, what he wants to do, whether he wants to return, what that return would look like. I would guess now that they have Adrian Clem in to coach the offensive line, that it would be more of that upstairs role that I've heard he did really well in back in 2021. But there are still coaching staffs kind of filling out their their uh, you know defensive staffs and, and all that stuff. I mean, just a couple new hires on Valentine's Day alone. So people who need – I'm not saying he's going to be a defensive coordinator, but if he's looking for a, fr- a fresh start – you know, he's still going to see out, see through what those opportunities might be. So he's he's more of an, an influx situation. So to me, the takeaway from this remains, those guys are still here. And they wouldn't be here if Bill agreed with Mac, right? Like, that's kind of how I feel about it. And, and now we're bringing the owner into it. And the owner and Bill may not agree. So maybe lines are being drawn here. But it's like, you have to walk over the owner's dead body, according to Tom Curran, to trade Mac Jones. I'm not sure Bill sold on Mac Jones. His answer on January 9th told us as much. Yeah, he's a quarterback in the league. And on top of it, his buddies are still here. Patricia and Judge, they're still here. They still have a job. If if Bill agreed with Mac, the way he treated those guys, the direction of the offense, everything else, if Bill agreed with Mac, those guys are gone. They're not just, you know, repurposed and having different positions throughout the organization and replaced by Bill O'Brien. They're gone. They're still here. It's the clearest indication he does not agree with Mac and rejects how Mac acted last year. I agree with that. I do. I think that Bill looks at it. And first of all, these are his close friends, at least in the case of Matt Patricia. Now, Joe Judge might be getting pushed out of the inner circle just a little bit from the reporting that we heard from the Herald by uh, Halloween last year. But yeah, I think it probably pissed Bill off to an extent to see game after game to the extent of three weeks for Mac Jones to be MFing these guys on the sidelines, especially one of which Bill put in that position to be the play caller and probably, I think, knew by November it was never going to work out to the point where he was on with the morning show saying, like, "Eh, you know, it's too late now to make sweeping changes, kind of acknowledging sweeping changes where big changes were needed, but they weren't going to happen in season. And I... I took that as about Matt Patricia. All that to say, though, I still think that Bill knows that it was wrong by him. But it's kind of like, well, hey, Mac, maybe for Bill, it's like, hey, say it to me, you know, Mm -hmm. rather than these guys because they work for me. And you won't say it to me because I'm Bill Belichick. You'll just say it to Joe Judge. Yeah, you'll you'll say what you want to say to me. But you'll channel it through Judge and through Patricia and everybody else. Real quick, though, that this... This stuff about, like, Joe Judge still being around and everything, don't we feel like a lot of that is probably coming from Joe Judge? Like, Joe Judge is like, I'm not leaving yet. Uh, Judge is back. It seems like Judge has been been pretty strong on some kind of campaign since the season ended about how involved he still is in the Patriots. I have all these options. Yeah, he made it clear at the Shrine Bowl. They want he me was, to participate in all three phases of the game. He was still running around yelling at players on offense. What were you going to say, Arkan? According to Patriots insider Mo Mudge, uh, there's a lot <laughs> going on here. Um, what I was going to say is that with uh, with all of this, with Patricia and with, in particular, Belichick's answer about, well, it's too late into the season to do this, I hated that answer because, number uh, one, this point making a lot of dramatic changes is too hard to do that we we need we're if we can just do 
that whole quote there. I mean, the the whole thing about that was so ridiculous because, number one, guys get fired in season all the time when they deserve to. And number two, this guy deserved to about as much as anybody you've ever seen before. He just didn't want to do it. Like, that's that's the, the part of this that I think really kind of grinds everybody up the most is that everybody sort of understood that this wasn't working, including the players on the field and everybody watching. And Bill's thing was, well, we've come too far with this now to change it. And it's like... No, that that just proves that maybe this isn't the decisions you should be making anymore if that's what you really thought. You thought sticking with that offense for the rest of the year was the way to go? Like, just just brutal decision-making, well, you know? Well, and clearly it uh, it got so much better down the stretch. So exactly. look, there's, there's a quarterback available who Bill likes, Lamar Jackson. He thinks he's interesting. He thinks he's interesting. Yeah, thinks he's an MVP candidate. Really thinks he's going to make a lot of money, but interesting, which is not the greatest compliment. I would agree with Mego on that. Without a doubt. Apparently, the Patriots are looking at Bailey Zappi and thinking there's not too big of a gap between he and Mac Jones, according to Tom. In, a, in a couple years. In a couple years. Uh, and in the meantime, they may not if trade. Mac is bad and expensive. They may not trade Mac Jones, but Bill still might want to. And Patricia and Judge are still here. How does it all add up? What are your takeaways to it? 617-779-7937. We've given you ours. Uh, you guys can weigh in there. And it's uh, approaching 445, which means it's time for Meg's planning with Megan Adelini next. Jones and Mako return after this on WEEI. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward, Medella. The Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This hour of Jones and Mega with Arcand is brought to you by East Coast Metal Roofing. Act now and save 10% during their Springs Saving Sale. Why don't you explain this to me like I am an eight-year-old? Do you need it broken down? It's so dumb. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? Well, lucky for you. I don't know how else to talk about it. Shut up, Meg. It's time for... Now I let you know! Meg's Splaining. Meg's Splaining. So, Jones, I don't think this is going to apply as much to you. Oh. You don't go to movie theaters? Nope. You're staunchly anti-movie theater? You uh, won't support the little theater guys? Well, I guess that I guess that is true. My wife and I have never been to a movie together. That's true, yes. It's just weird. That's a topic for another it's, day. It's strange. I went to the movies over the weekend. Ugh, huge brag. Saw this awesome movie. It was called uh, the 25th anniversary re-release of Titanic. Oh, <laughs> what they what they Spoiler do? Spoiler alert! What they do with still it? Still dies. Oh man! Boat still sinks. Come Boat on! Boat still sinks. Boat. But I, I was Boat thinking about it. Iceberg. I, was like, I haven't seen this movie in theaters since I was nine. So is, that, is it a movie? Is it a movie for you? Every time it comes on, you watch it. You're like, oh, Titanic is on. I'm gonna uh, watch it. Depends on the scene. That's basically where my wife is at. My wife like, is pretty if, much if like, it's, if it's on, we're watching Titanic. If we're around the scene where they're gonna go below deck and dance to the Irish music, I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm when in she, on this for like 15 on, like, minutes. The top of her toes. Yeah, she's like, you big strong men. Yeah, you think you're so tough. Yeah, I'll show you, man, or whatever she says. And then yeah. she does like a ballerina performance, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, I don't understand what, what what's she's impressive. Like, she's like ripping cigs the whole time. Yeah. 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 And good, then they swing around scene. together. Uh-huh. Used to do that on the playground. Well, anyway. Primed up for all that car sex they had. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, anyway, 
I had an experience in this movie. It was a great movie theater. You know, they all have like the reclining chairs and everything. Now I love going to the movies way more than I used to. I used to not be a big movie theater person, but now it's great because everything has a reclining chair. You can get drinks there if you want. Uh, The movie theaters, sadly, are not very crowded a lot of the time, especially if you're going to see Titanic 3D uh, 25th anniversary re-release on a Saturday night. Yeah, so people... My uh, very exciting social life included. Saturday night, okay. So there might have been six other people in the theater. And I don't understand... How long would you say we've had cell phones in our society? Oh, uh, smartphones or just cell phones? No, let's say smartphones. Okay, smartphones is later. I thought it's I been, think what, almost twenty like, years. I, no, I think I read like an original iPhone. I think I just read this. An original iPhone from like two thousand seven just sold for sixty thousand dollars. Let's something say like fifteen that. years. Yeah, fine. around yes, fifteen yes, yes. years. Yeah, we've phone, had the smartphones. Cell phones longer, but smartphones. Yeah, I'd guess BlackBerry, years, yeah. iPhone, whatever. How have we not figured out the phone thing in theaters yet? Oh, because have we not? Again, I haven't been in a long time. So, we I think it's worse. I actually think it's worse. I was in a theater once where um, somebody answered their phone during like a very poignant part of the movie. And it was like a packed theater and the movie had just come out. And my friend and I looked at each other. This was like 10 years ago. We were like, I can't believe somebody's answering their phone in the theater. And now oh. I think it's just people openly texting during the movie, openly like on their Instagram with the bright light and everything. I kid you not, spoiler alert. The part where Leo is in the water dying. So the end of the movie. The end of the movie. He's dying in the water. Uh-huh. They're exchanging their like final words. Ryan, can I have that sound I asked you for? This is what I heard behind me. She could have let him up on that door, by the way. <laughs> Do you know what that sound is? Yeah, they're taking photos. Someone's taking pictures in the theater. Yeah. Hmm. Of what? Of the screen? With their sound on. Well, they shouldn't have the sound on. That's true. But they yeah, they wanted some. They wanted a memory of, of Leo do? before he goes. Why? What do you do? Why do you need also, he goes? the movie was in three D. Mm. <laughs> Does it? Well, that's a stupid question. It's been a while since I've been to a movie. Never mind a three D movie. So you have to wear the glasses. I get it, but but like, there's still something on the screen you can see. Yeah, You're but if you take picture. your glasses off, the it's all like blurred you and weird. Yeah, it's like red and blue in front yeah. of the lens. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you do. Okay. It's like it's like double. Uh, yeah, maybe they, maybe Ryan's right. Maybe they put the glasses out and we're photographing it through the glasses. That's not what they're doing. Why are you, you should have your popcorn slapped screen. out of your hand if you ever see anybody <laughs> doing that? I just don't get. You're why. a loser. You're a loser. I don't get why you think. We'd have we don't have cell phones sorted out at any level of society. Why do you think that would apply to movies? So theaters? a couple of weeks ago, I talked about how annoyed I was with the cell phones at games, sporting games events, yes, because LeBron James hit the shot and everybody had their phones out, and that was the photo, and it looked so dorky. The movie theater, I feel like, is worse. the one place where you're absolutely not supposed to take out your phone. It's like movie theater and church. And by the way, at Christmas Eve Mass, I had my phone out because I was trying to watch the end of the Patriots game because my parents <laughs> got tickets for this dumb Christmas I'm Eve Mass. I'm taking a selfie with the crucifix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's me. But and you're Jesus really on like Christmas. stained glass Jesus. <laughs> Have you ever been to a concert where uh, you go in and they lock your phone? No, but I've I've heard of like, uh, you know, stand-up acts that'll at make Bill you do Burr, that. At Bill Burr, they yeah. put it in like a little bag. I've yeah. Heard, I've heard right. of that, yep. So... 
I think we need to do this with theaters is the point. Because at this rate, if you're going to a movie theater, do you know how much it costs now? Like for how much I was saying it's a great experience No, now, you're asking the wrong person. It's like you, you're starting out spending 20 bucks pretty much. If you're going to a movie theater around the city of Boston, you're probably, your entry level per ticket is just under $20 probably. And then if you want popcorn, like innocent snacks, we're not even talking about when you hit up the bar, which you can do at all these theaters sure. now. Like. You're probably going to be in at least 35 bucks a person. And you get in there and somebody behind you is taking pictures while Leo is dying in the water. And I'm like, this is just okay. taking me out of the moment. Does does any of this have to do or, or, or is any of this mitigated by the fact that the movie is 25 years old or whatever? I think that makes it worse. You think it makes yeah, it worse? What are you so doing? much worse. I think it makes it better for the people who are kind of like, I'm not really locked in on this movie. I've seen it 500 times, and now I'm Well, not... why did you go to see it in the theater, then? I don't know. Maybe on they a thought Saturday it... night, maybe nostalgia. They, maybe they thought that'd be more interesting than it was. Maybe they said, oh, yeah, you know what? I'm scrolling through my phone it's on like the boring three parts. It's like a three-hour movie. It is. It is. You have to commit to it. When you're in the movie theater, I need you to commit to I the experience. Be, I think it'd be worse if it was a movie you'd never seen. It's def- but it, that that happens too. It's just like I couldn't no, 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 sure. I'm just believe saying, it was happening in Titanic 3D. I'm saying in this unique scenario, I might not be as annoyed because I'm like, yeah, we've all seen this movie, and you've probably seen it a hundred times. You went and- out of your way to buy a ticket to go see the re-release. Came out in 1997. Maybe they did it to get screenshots. For what? I don't know. So I, I have no idea to be like, hey, the same thing anybody does with social media. Are they going to post it on Instagram? Hey, I'm, at, I'm, I'm bragging Titanic. that I'm at Check Titanic 3D yes. on yes. a Saturday night. Why does anybody do anything on social media? Yes, that's probably why. Why so they is be- that a sick brag? Is that what, what was the yeah, well, term that he used, Arcan? What? Uh, dunking on the broke hoes? Yeah. Oh, no, flexing on the broke oh, bitches is what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, flexing on the broke bitches who can't afford the $35 popcorn. I'm at Titanic. Well, you got a picture so of Kate Winslet's only- boobs. Yeah. <laughs> hey, check it out. That's, I mean, you need to. Something like nine year old me did. Boobs from true, 25 yeah. years ago. Check it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there needs to be some way to lock these phones going into theaters. And if the only thing that I would say against myself is that the current, actually, the all time. Uh, staff of the movie theaters are, are usually the median age is like 19. Yeah. And the median given F level is very low. I mean, we've all worked high school, college jobs. So I'm, I don't know I'm if probably, I want to hand my not, phone over to that. I, I'm working in a movie theater. I'm probably not slapping anybody's phone out of their hands or taking away their phone. That's just me. I'm probably just saying, hey, I'm making whatever you know minimum level of money I'm making here, and I'm not super interested in, in policing it. But in theory, yes, you're right. It, it should be policed in there. I just don't want phones in movie theaters anymore. I feel like this is something that is so basic and we're all spending more money than ever to be there. And so to sit there and have someone with their volume on, like it's not even just taking the screen out and the screen is so shining all bright. And you don't everything. take your phone out at all during a movie? No. Never. No. Arcan? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's been a long time since Arcan, I've been... Okay, Arcan is like well, a does, bad Where were you on it's Saturday It night, doesn't mean Arcan. you need to be, like, taking screenshots hey, of the of these the pictures movie. of Kate Winslet's boobs aren't going to take themselves no, but like, here. But, like, you're not just, like... Glint. Just get it off the internet. 
I your mean, phone, I could do that. Your phone, your phone vibrates in your pocket. You don't glance at it when you're in the movies. First of all, like, I don't have my do? phone on vibrate. Whatever. Who you don't text your a half hour in, you don't go. Eh, I wonder if anybody's texting me. Oh, I, I mean, I don't no. know. Okay, well, I'm just asking. You're don't you're, you're silence your phone. Or turn your phone. You're a phone no. Arcan, you're a yes. Ryan, you are a no. You I'm never glance s- at your phone in the movie theater. No, I'm silencing my phone. Again, it's been forever since I've been to a movie theater. I guarantee I would look at my phone. Oh, I'm gonna miss a big NHL trade. It'll be there when I get out in three hours. I guarantee I would look at it. Oh my god, chicken addicted too addicted to these phones yeah but i but but the movie is just me and the movie so like if i look at my phone who no cares? there's a full theater of people i know but, it's, but you, you should the be, movie and the loser that's you, like i didn't silence okay, my phone in the you first place be talking on your phone i get that but i can't glance at my phone it's just me and the movie i get it in the middle of a dinner like you referenced before where you're like can you not glance at your phone we're trying to have a conversation here I'm not having a conversation with anybody. I'm just looking. It's just my eye contact with the what movie. What could be cares? so important? You're not the leader of industry. You're you're not, you know, oh, a president. What's so important about the movie? You're a radio talk show. The host. other people the text who are can't be that entrance. important. I'm not bothering anybody by glancing at my phone, talking yes, on you my phone. No, I'm not. By the glancing at my phone. On. The no, light no. is the light is bright. Not it's bothering annoying. Not bothering anybody. So annoying. Talking on your phone, bothering. Glancing at your phone. If somebody's bothered by what that, about this? Is then the they, light the annoying? light can be annoying. Then they should watch movies by themselves if you're that annoyed by it. You should never go to the theater. They shouldn't do that. Okay. You shouldn't be taking screenshots. You shouldn't be talking on your phone. Very weird. Glancing at your phone? Leave it in your pocket. We're pleasing glancing at our phone? Yeah. No. Yeah. Then you should watch movies in your house. Doesn't matter. You don't go to the theater. No, anyway. it doesn't. It doesn't. I'm, the one, the, I'm the one who's. I'm the one who's supporting the arts. Get a life. Supporting the arts over here. I don't. Uh, I think if we're policing people glancing at our phone, we're we're overstepping our boundaries. Can't be taking screenshots. You need to go out to the bathroom. You obviously don't care about the movie that much. Yeah, Take I'm, your phone out to the bathroom. I, I might do that. I might do that. Anyway, that's Meg explaining. Each and every day, 4:45 here on Jones and Mego with Arkan. <laughs> 617-779-7937. We'll get back to your feedback. We'll get back to where we started as well. With the Boston Red Sox, Sean Henry, his emails to both The Athletic and the Boston Sports Journal. Make you feel good? Did it quiet any of your questions? Do you want to hear more from John Henry? We'll get to that next. The pitch clock, the first pitch says four days. Training starts Saturday, February 25th. The Red Sox have won the World Championship. This is the home of the Shaws and Star Market Red Sox Network. W-E-E-I. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.